Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Breslin Breakdown. It is a beautiful Friday morning here in East Lansing. The entire women's basketball beat is here in the studio this morning. Uh, Marin Klein and I, myself both had our 9 a.m. class with Jeremy Steele. Uh, that was fun, I think. It was a very good time. We, we learned we, about podcasting. We talked about podcasting and then we came to and record a podcast. Look at us, really applying what we learned. That's why, that's the MSU difference right there. Um, Jada Coster, Ali Cohen are both in the studio this morning as well. How are you feeling, Jay? I'm great. Um, I'm just ready to get this done and uh, do other things. I'm sure you got plenty of rest <laughs> last night. You know, it's a Thursday night in East Lansing. Nothing's going on. So, um, Allie, you are here as well. I am here. You made it, luckily, this morning. I did. After setting an alarm for 9.45 p.m. I don't like mornings anyway, so if it was set till 9.45 a.m., there's still a chance I wouldn't have made it. But I was you actually impressed but that I did. you woke up. I'm really proud of you for that. Thanks, babe. You're we, welcome. We are all very proud of everybody for making it this morning. Uh, I'm Matt Merrifield. As we get into breaking down the last, well, make it week and a half of MSU women's basketball, we were supposed to record Wednesday night. Usually we do our midweek podcast before the midweek game Michigan State plays on Wednesday and then the weekend game coming up on Sunday. But some scheduling conflicts on Wednesday night kind of derailed our plan. Um, so that was disappointing. So we were supposed to record before the Wisconsin game that happened Wednesday. So we were supposed to recap two games, preview two games. That's not going to happen anymore unless we want to preview a game that Michigan State won by 25, which we'll get into. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it was a, well, coming into Wednesday was a bad week for Michigan State. They went 0-2 last week, losing to Nebraska and Michigan for beating Wisconsin, which we didn't think we were going to record before then. Uh, they beat Wisconsin Wednesday by 25. They still have Penn State on Sunday at home. That's a big home game for Michigan State. But first, before we get into all of the action, we have our question of the day. And actually, it's two questions for us. And it has to do with the uh, the big game coming on Sunday. No, not Michigan State, Penn State at the Breslin Center at 3 p.m. There's a football game on Sunday night, the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'll start with you, Marin. What's your favorite Super Bowl food? Because the Super Bowl Super Bowl parties are an event in and of the in and of themselves. And then who also who's going to win this football game? All right. So favorite food is actually my my mother. Shout out, Marsha makes. Like these sliders, like you know the Hawaiian rolls. I love King's Hawaiian rolls. So she'll take them and she will spread Chick Fil A sauce on them, melt cheese on the top of them, and then like put like ham or turkey or bacon or something, and like it's like a little cheese melt. And they are can delicious. I fly to Boston? That, I made the mistake of I made this question on Wednesday at I'm seven so p.m. Hungry. when I would have already eaten dinner. I haven't eaten yet this morning, so this is yeah. so probably you... a terrible way. <laughs> Am to I set the only the one show? who had breakfast this morning? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Go me. Most important meal of the day. Yeah. Um, and that, then that's a propaganda scheme. But for who's gonna win? Um, see, technically, because of my family, I should be rooting for the Chiefs. But I feel like the Eagles are gonna come out with the win. Really innovative insight right there. Thank you, Marin. But the yeah, the Chick Fil the Chick Fil A sl- uh, sauce that sliders that sounds. I'm, I'm glad I went. Oh, can at we least fly to Boston? Can we fly to Boston oh, for the weekend? Northboro, nice Northboro, right? Northboro, yes. I'd love to come see visit uh, Marsha and Kevin you Klein can, again. You can fly into Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. No. I, Say it correctly, or you're not invited. Okay. Anyways, so go to Kevin Anyways. would disagree. No, Kevin would absolutely agree with that. Too. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Massachusetts. We're here to talk about <laughs> women's basketball. Uh, Jay, what is your favorite Super Bowl food? So <laughs> yeah, that is women's back home basketball. We, back home, we usually go with the Chicago pizza during uh, gross Super Bowl, which is gross. You don't like gross. Which is, you're just where? such a hater. 
Lumanatis, of yes, course. Gross. We always go with the Lumanatis on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, but of course, no Lumanatis around here, which is sad. Um, because so we I might, buddies. I might go some Little Caesars. I don't know. I, I, I haven't really decided That's yet. That's an interesting take. It's an interesting, Inter- interesting. I'm not gonna get Lumanatis, so I'm gonna go get Little Caesars, <laughs> guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, Little Caesars for Lumanatis. Anyways, uh, for what I think is gonna win the game, I think Kansas City. Um, I just think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, and uh, who, who I want to win, probably the Eagles. So I got Kansas City winning, so it's going to be a good game, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Allie, what is your favorite Super Bowl food? Um, I I love pigs in a blanket. I love appetizers, so I'll eat all of them, like buffalo chicken dip, but pigs in a blanket, always so good. And I'm looking at an amazing picture right now with everything but the bagel seasoning on them, and it's making me extremely hungry. I don't understand the hype around everything bagel seasoning. It's so good. good. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's... like from Trader Joe's. Well, I guess you can get it anywhere, but... No free ads. But the Trader Joe's. Anyways, um, who's going to win the football game on Sunday? Probably the Eagles. Wow. (laughs) Good job, guys. We're really providing some great insight. We're not football analysts. We're women's basketball analysts. That is very true. Um... For myself, uh, my father, Mike Merrifield, makes incredible wings. Mm-hmm. Those are very good. I'm going to be I jealous because I know at about 5.30 on Sunday, I'm going to get a text from my mother saying, look at our spread. It's going to be our kitchen table covered <laughs> in food, and I'm going to be eating whatever the hell is in the dining hall on Sunday night. Pizza rolls from Sparty's. <laughs> I'm it. having a Super Well, I'm not having it. I'm attending a Super Bowl party with pigs in a blanket. Wow. And buffalo chicken. Sounds nice. I will be attending... A Super Bowl party as well, I think. But anyways, I'm not going to talk about our Super Bowl plans. Uh, the Eagles are winning on Sunday. They're just the better football team. Uh, anyways, so that was fun. Now let's get into women's basketball, guys. Uh, first off, start off with the game now almost over eight days ago from the time that we're recording. Michigan State traveled to Lincoln to take on Nebraska. And uh, the Spartans lost that one 71-67. to The Spartans were down by, if I can do math real quickly, 18 at halftime? I believe, or is that... Yeah, 18. Yes. They were down 40-22 to 22 at halftime, and they lost 71-67. Um, obviously, over a week ago, our minds probably aren't very fresh on this one, but if anybody has so many opening points to make about that one... Yeah, I mean, a game, a game MSU had to have. I mean, on the on the road against, you know, a 13-9 Nebraska team, that's decent. They're not amazing, but D.D. Hagman was 17 points. I think that was good to see her come out a little bit. Uh, you know, we've seen throughout the year that she's she's kind of the she's kind of the the assist man. Now she she kind of put um, seventeen points on on the board, which is nice to see. And then Mo Joyner coming on offensively. You know, we've seen her be a, a great defensive presence this year for this team. And now, you know, over these last few games, we kind of see her come on offensively with thirteen. And then we'll talk about the Michigan game in a minute, but really good offensive performance there in the Michigan game. So overall, I mean, it was good to see some of these players go come on offensively, but. You know, getting outscored twenty six to twelve at Nebraska in the in the, um, in the second quarter is just there's no excuse for that. That's pathetic. So, yeah, I mean, I think this one was the blueprint of what we've seen from this team all year. Uh, they fall behind early. They don't. Yep. Get, they got to very slow starts. I said going into the fourth quarter, I believe Michigan State was down 14, 15 going into the mm-hmm. final quarter, yes. and I said they're going to get within three, and they're still going to lose. And right on cue, I believe they got to within two in that one before inevitably falling by four. Uh, Jay, I think you're right. Dee Dee Hageman really stood out in that one. She had her 17 points, also had five rebounds, five assists, and a season high of five steals. So 
She played a very, very good game at both ends of the floor, and it kind of led over into the Michigan game where she didn't play as well in that one, but they gave her all 40 minutes in that game. She never left the floor in that one. So I think uh, associate head coach uh, Dean Lockwood's been really impressed with the way she's been playing. Uh, Matilda Eck played well in that one. She had 15. Mo Joyner had 13. Tyre had 11 off the bench. So a solid performance, but when K-Mac only puts up four points, it's kind of tough to do anything. I'm just going to leave it up for the yeah, response. Yeah, I mean, there isn't Very really true. There isn't really much else to say that you guys haven't already said. It's really what we've been seeing from the team for most of this season. Fall behind early, get back in, have a little hope, and still end up falling. It's it's what's been happening all season. It's I the feel same like story every time. There's not too much to say about it that hasn't already been said. Yeah. I mean, uh, and a couple more continuing things in that one. Uh, Isabel Bourne for Nebraska in that one. One of their big men had 20 and 9, went 8 for 10 from the field. Michigan State still struggling to stop teams down low. Um, Nebraska really dominated the boards in that one. Isabel Bourne had 9 boards. Sam Halby, Halby uh, had 11 and 10 points in that one. And Alexis Markowski had 11 and 13. So two different players for Nebraska had double-doubles. Bourne was one away from a double-double. This Michigan State got dominated on the glass, and that one's hard to do anything when that happens, and shot four for 19 from three, which is never a recipe for success. Uh, moving into the Michigan game on Sunday, that was the big rivalry game on Sunday afternoon. Big crowd at the Breslin. It was a lot of fun. Allie and I were on the call for that one. The, flips, the script flipped in that one. Michigan State got off to a hot start in that one. Yeah, I mean, 10-0 run, uh, um, Michigan calls timeout, everything going right for them, and then Michigan turns in, I mean, to what they are. I mean, Leia Brown, 29 points, uh, almost drops a triple-double, so, I mean, <coughs> that's. I mean, sh- she's a good player. I mean, they didn't have Leia Feely in, in this one, and it was really no problem. And then Maddie Nolan with 22, it's just, it's it's been the theme with this Michigan State team, I feel like, all season long. I mean... They get off to a slow start, they get off to a fast start, and then they just they can't seem to finish games. Um, and then the fourth quarter, they just got they got scored 20, 21 to twelve, and it just kind of got away from them. Um, and I, and then just didn't shoot the ball overall. Just it was tough. So, um, yeah, it was really good to see the team come out, get a hot hot start, go on that run, and then Leia Brown and Maddie Nolan just woke up and. Once they did, there was no stopping them for Michigan State. Fell behind. Um, it is not, although they went on that great run, pretty low. Points were spread throughout Michigan State. Pretty low points from most of the team. Highest was 12 from Mo Joyner and Matilda Eck. And then 11 for Hageman and then dropping off pretty much after that. And it's good to see a lot of people getting points up. You would just obviously prefer... A lot more than that, seeing that your top scores are only putting up 12 points. I mean, yeah, Mo Joyner in that one had 12 points. All 12 of her points came in the first half of that one. She really struggled late in the game. Um, she had six steals. Her and Hageman both had six steals. They were very good in the defensive end. The first half, the full-court press, mm-hmm. Michigan had no idea what to do. The first three minutes, obviously, State got off to a 10 nothing run to start that one. Um, Allie, I think we, I think the, what the downfall in this game was is when we turned the music off on the radio, on the call, uh, for those Very that for, for those that didn't listen to the radio call, the first three minutes, um, if it was difficult to hear my voice, it was probably because the live music that we play on here twenty four seven was still on while I was talking, and uh, so it was kind of tough to hear Michigan State go on the ten zero run after Michigan called timeout. You know, we were able to fix the problem. 
here in the studio and then obviously the wheels fell off from there. If only we kept the music on the whole time. If only we could have. Or if, you know, Maddie Nolan doesn't put up a career high 22 points. Yeah, I just think that this team just doesn't know how to play a full four quarters of basketball, which we've said all year. It doesn't Normally it's a different story with slow start, then come back, but it was flipped this time. No, no one performed the way they should have. The only player on Michigan State's team who was Matilda Eck with 12 points and went three for five. Like, Mo Joyner, great first half, great defense, six steals, but she went five for 16 from the field. Dee Dee Hageman was my player in the pregame show to watch. She went four for 17. Just not acceptable numbers. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State is a team with 24 for 77 from the field, which is 31%, 34%. I know I have it on the K-Mac went three for 11, not to like interrupt you, but like another yeah. one. That's just not okay. Yeah, I mean, 24 for 77 is 31% from the field. That is not acceptable. It's well below state's average, which is like 41% on the year. So uh, while Michigan, I believe, shot around their season average of 50%, Michigan State took 20 more shots than, than Michigan did. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Coach Lockwood said in the press conference, Michigan made more shots than State had. It was Yeah, it was something missed? like that. State, like, overall, they took more shots than State had missed. Yeah, uh, State, that was it. I Michi- that. Michigan made 23 field goals on the game. Michigan State made, if the box score wants to corroborate, 24. 24. Michigan State took 28 more shots in the game than Michigan. Like they, uh, Michigan, I mean, part of it was rebounding, part of it was forcing turnovers. Uh, Michigan turned the ball over, I believe it was 20 times in that one. Michigan State finally controlled the turnover margin that one, as opposed to what happened in Ann Arbor. Michigan State was the frustrating part about this loss is Michigan State played very hard in this one. Obviously, you expect Mm -hmm. that's a rivalry game. They played very well on the defensive end for the most part. Just the second half, the wheels just fell off. Shots weren't going down, and then you could just see it uh, visibly. Mo Joyner, she wear she wears her emotions on her sleeve, and just the second half, it was just shaking her head the yeah. entire half. And it's it's understandable, but it's also frustrating because it's like sometimes you have to overcome that adversity. And this Michigan State team has not been able to do that. Yeah, I mean year. they just couldn't buy a buck in the second half. I felt, I think they made like three field goals in the, in, the, in the fourth quarter, two field goals in the fourth quarter, and one set that really stuck out to me. Dean Hagman played the whole game. Yep. Like, and Dean Lockwood talked about this. Uh, someone asked him a question about, it and he just said, "We need her out there." I mean, our margin of error is so low; we don't really don't like have anybody else. So that was pretty surprising. Um, that I mean, Dee would play forty minutes. I thought uh, someone like Kamek probably play like that much. I mean, yeah, Theron Halleck. I believe she's played in every game leading up to the Michigan yeah. game this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. she didn't get any minutes on Sunday. Um, Dee Dee had been playing well. I mean, she still had six steals. She was grand defensive end. She was distributing the ball well. She finished with nine assists. She just four for 17 from the field. She just couldn't she get him to drop. She was great defensive. I mean, Michigan State was, yeah. just could not get, I think they missed like seven or eight layups. Like just, I mean, and obviously not everything's going mm-hmm. in, but just just easy looks at the basket where they just could not capitalize on the second half. I, I mean, to say the least, a disappointing loss, especially for the first half. The first quarter was probably the most fun I've had calling or just watching this Michigan State team this year. The second, their whole first half mm-hmm. was like, oh, this team, this is pretty fun. Like, they're playing pretty well. And then the wheels fall, especially when you how they've played. Usually they're a second-half team. So you're like, oh, a first-half start. This could end in a Michigan State upset. And then they shoot, like, 15% from the field in the second There was half. at one point, I don't remember if it was the third or fourth, but we kept getting the re- our own rebound. And there was six, I believe, 
attempted baskets, not one went in. Like, that's just not acceptable for them. It's definitely something that's very frustrating to see from this team, especially after going on that 10 run against ranked rival opponent and coming out on a hot start like they haven't usually done, and then heading into the fourth quarter, shooting 21%. I mean, I would give... You have to give Michigan a lot of credit. They obviously didn't have Layla Filia, their main ball handler, actually. And uh, that first three minutes, you could see they were struggling. They didn't know who was supposed to bring the ball up the floor. And State got off that 10-0 run, multiple turnovers for Michigan. And, I mean, Michigan State came out and punched them in the mouth, as they should. And then just Michigan, all props to Michigan. They figured it out. Leia Brown, uh, 12 for 13 from the free throw line. She did a great job of getting to the basket, finished with 29, 12, and 8. Uh, Maddie Nolan stepped up in that role because Michigan had really been a three-headed monster of Emily Kaiser, who did not have that great of a game. I thought she was going to be the one that was going to really torch Michigan State as she's their five spot, or she actually she plays the four for Michigan, but she's dominant down low. Uh, but Leah Brown stepped up and had a huge game, and then Maddie Nolan just started knocking down three. She went five for eight. So overall, it's just a just a disappointing loss, I think. And if you guys would like, we can move on and just be done as Michigan State dropped both to Michigan this season. Oh, that'd be good. Let's um, go on to some happier news. Well, we weren't going to get to talk about happy news originally on Wednesday, but now we can. Uh, Michigan State traveled to Wisconsin on Wednesday night. Michigan State dominated the Badgers after a disappointing loss in overtime back in the beginning of January here at the Breslin Center. Michigan State bounces back and beats down on the Wisconsin Badgers, winning 88-63. to Yeah, I mean, it came back with 29. I think that's a nice co- bounce back for her. Um, I would say confidence booster because you know, we've kind of seen over the last month she's been struggling a little bit. And it's good to get a win on the road against the team that you should be able to beat. So a much-needed win for MSU and good to see Mario McDaniel have a very good game for MSU. So that's something too that it just it's it's great to see because when K Mac is hot, she is hot. She is getting shots and she looks great. But when she's not, it's just it's it can get, a ugly. Complete, it can get ugly. Yeah, it can get ugly. It's a complete one eighty, and that's not something that this team would want to see. Having a player like that transfer coming in, looking at. Kamaria McDaniel to kind of be that producer for the team, especially after the loss of Mia Cloudin. And it's hard to see that she can go and she can put up 29 points, but she can also only get four points like the previous game. It's just, it's so back and forth. She's been very inconsistent as of late. I believe going into the Michigan game, she had been alternating 25 point performances with four point performances. And then the Michigan game, she, Finished with six, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. She yes. did, not, did not have a very good game against Michigan. Obviously bounces back with a season-high 29. Uh, stat to note in this one is Michigan State and Wisconsin were actually tied at halftime. State led by four going into the fourth quarter before going in a, winning the fourth quarter 30-9. to nine. So Michigan State really kind of shut the door in that fourth quarter. But, I mean, Wisconsin was able to hang around for a little bit in that one, which I think is a little bit concerning. But... Inevitably, you won by 25 in a conference game on the road. And you can't. And how complain. about Tyra Parks off the bench? Uh, 20 points. I think that's some some encouragement to see. I mean, someone that's you know kind of struggled this year at the the five spot, and it's good to see Tyra Parks coming off the bench and dropping 20. I think that's that's encouraging. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that uh, obviously her coming off the bench, Iceland Alexander's been the one starting. She only played 12 minutes. Uh, part of that was due to foul trouble. She finished with no points, two boards, but had four personal fouls and just 12 minutes of action. Uh, but Tyre did a great job stepping up in that one with 20-5, and five, going a very efficient 9-for-10 from the field, which is what you're always looking for from your five spot. 
Um, Didi Hageman had 13 and 6, but was way more efficient in this one. Four for six from the field, two for four from beyond the arc. Uh, I think overall this is more of what we've expected to see from this Michigan State team this year. Um, it's kind of late in the season to start seeing it. But, I mean, it did finally end a losing streak. Michigan State's now 2-7 and seven in their last nine with that win. Their two wins coming uh, by 23 over Rutgers a couple weeks ago at the Breslin Center and now beating Wisconsin on Wednesday. Uh, we have, let's do some quick math, four, five games left this in the regular season for the Big Ten Tournament. All of them, but one, I think are very winnable. Uh, they have Penn State at home on Sunday. That's one they really have to have. At Purdue, obviously they lost in overtime to Purdue earlier this year. But that was a game they very much could have won. Maryland at home next week Saturday is a very tough matchup. Maryland's a top 15 team in the country. Uh, but Michigan State played close with them at home or and College Park back in the beginning of January. Then they host Minnesota for senior night. And then they head to Penn State on the last day of the regular season on February 25th. I think it's very reasonable to say they can go 4-1 and one in that stretch. But, I mean, we've been optimistic all year and nothing really has come of it. So I don't know what... Oh, I'm, I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are on the way to close out this season. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to be Penn State. They're a team that at home I think you should be able to beat. Uh, Maryland, like you said, Matt, going to be really tough. It's at home, but that's... I mean, they're one of the one of the best teams in the Big Ten. And then Minnesota, Penn State, I mean, you should be able to win these type of games. So I think you can come out above 500, um, if, if finish off the season strong, if if everyone's healthy, and you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. But, I mean, it's definitely an easier part of the schedule than we've, you know, we've seen in January and early February. So It is. I just – it's so hard to be optimistic anymore, in all honesty. It's – like you said, Jay – these last few games are games that theoretically Michigan State should have. But, we've but been... we have been saying that about most games for most of the season, and it'll be close. It'll go to overtime. They'll come back, and they'll fight their way back, go to overtime, and fall in a really disappointing way in overtime. And I would love to be optimistic. I would love for this team to come out and – finish the rest of the season playing like they did at Wisconsin, but it's just been so inconsistent. You can't even know what they'll look like coming out. I mean, yeah, I, I it's a Pandora's box. You have no idea what you're going to get every single day when it comes to this Michigan State team. Michigan State does have a chance on Sunday to win two in a row for the first time since the very at the new year when they beat Indiana at home, a number four Indiana team, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, still hasn't lost since then. And then, are you having fun playing with your microphone, Mary? No, I'm Marin? trying to get it to stay down, and it's not staying down. I'm having a it's really hard morning. morning. It's one of those mornings. Ignore it my, is one of those mornings. My voice is just coming back. It's just been such a long week. I mean, it's process, you know, it's college <laughs> radio podcast at 10 a.m. on a Friday. I don't know what people were expecting, but I'm sure our parents will love to hear us. But <laughs> And then, as I continue my point, after beating Indiana at home, uh, Jay got to watch him win at Northwestern, and then since that loss on January, yeah. or since that win on January second, the wheels have fallen off, going two for seven in your last nine. But they have a chance to win two in a row on Sunday against a Penn State team that comes into this one thirteen and eleven on the year, four and nine in conference play. Michigan State's right there with them towards the bottom of the Big Ten standings, but that could change a big one for positioning come the Big Ten tournament on Sunday. Uh, let's see, Michi- or Penn State lost to Iowa last week on Sunday at home, ninety-five to fifty-one. Uh, Caitlin Clark absolutely torched Penn State in that one. 
Um, important stat, Penn State has not won on the road this season. They are 0-7 on the road. So just a little. Well, theoretically, you should be able to win this game. Theoretically. Yeah. but Theoretically. You know what? Something about that makes me feel like we're not going to win even I might have just jinxed it. But yeah, you know what? You might this, have. But at this point, I don't really care. Um, oh. not, I, 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 this season <laughs> has been so bad. I mean, anyways, it's been a fun season. It's been a great it's been, time it's been, to it's cover. It's been entertaining. Michigan State women's basketball. Every game is entertaining. That, that is, is true. Very true. Uh, let's see. They Michigan State and Penn State split the season series a year ago, but the way team won the game in both of those games last year. Uh, the player to watch in this one for Penn State is McKenna Marissa. Uh, she's fifth in the Big Ten in scoring this year, averaging just under 18 points a game. She's had 10 20-plus point games, two 30-plus point games. She is really good. Um, so if anybody has any ideas on how Michigan State's going to make sure that Penn State doesn't get their first road win of the year, I think well, that I'm open to suggestions. The biggest thing that Michigan State needs is for Kamaria McDaniel to come out and perform like she did Wisconsin. Will that happen? I don't know. No idea. She just had a really – based off trends, just being being statistical here – she just had a high, so theoretically Whoa. now it's going to be a low. I would love to be wrong about that. She Allie had is two her hand lows down. in a row, so that means that she can have two highs now. Or she could just have a low again because it's oh. college basketball. But maybe we love the positivity. But um, we there's just I'm, let's be I'm grasp, here. We're all grasping at straws at this point. I think um, in the nicest way possible. We're just trying to report, but I think that. <laughs> Please continue. I don't even know why Please, I thought that was funny. I don't know either. I'm. This is off the rails. <laughs> I just started laughing when he started laughing. Anyways. Anyways. Back to women's basketball. McKenna, is it Marissa or Marisa? I thought it was Marisa. Great question. I don't know. Okay. Well. <laughs> just call me her first name. Just say McKenna. McKenna. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Continuing on. I don't have a pronunciation guide. I'm sorry. Trying so hard to make this point. Anyways. She can come out, come to the Breslin Center, put up 20, however many she... It would be nice to stop her, but... Be convenient. <laughs> but I think Michigan State really needs Kamaria McDaniel, Matilda Eck, Mo Joyner, their top performers to actually come out and all... It's either one of them has a good game and one of them has a really low. It would be nice to see them all... all I'll have a nice game for once. It oh, all, that would be fun. It would be nice. Theoretically, our fa- our word of the day. Is that the word of the day? I feel like it is. We've said it all a right. lot today. But I'm down. I just think that Michigan State's really going to need Kamaria McDaniel to have a good day to perform against Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I agree uh, with all those points. And, I mean, to be able to stop McCamaris, I mean, we, we've seen this team hasn't been able to stop any good opponent like opponent's best player with Leah Brown uh, Sarah Williams with, for Wisconsin you know you should have beaten them but uh, all, all these good players uh, you know, Kayla Clark even though she didn't really shoot the ball well um, you know she dropped 20 I think she dropped like 28 points so being able to stop to stop McHenry is going to be very important Femmes is going to be able to pull this off so I mean they haven't proven that otherwise so we'll, we'll have to see they what you guys said is true they just need this win it's been so long since they've had two in a row and winning feels good and they can ride that out so they just need it i mean yeah i, I mean yeah i don't have any specifics they just need i would this. also like to just point out that matt actually took uh, me saying word of the day literally I, and I, looked I, up I, the I, actual I was, word of the day 
I was curious what the word of the day is. I just meant is when I said thing? word of the day, yeah. I meant in terms yes, of the podcast. But thank you for taking that so literally. Mer- I just thought that everyone should hear. Merriam-Webster's word of the day is ignis <laughs> fatuous, <laughs> A-F-A-T-U-U-S. And it means and is a light that sometimes appears in the night over marshy ground and is often attributable to combustion of gas from decomposed organic matter. <laughs> thank you The term can also refer okay. to a deceptive goal or hope. Oh, wait, that's so, kind of accurate. Wow. Is it? I don't know. I, I don't even know why I looked up the word. I don't know why you <laughs> I didn't, didn't know that. But you took, actual, day, I was you took curious. my point. I want to so see if, if, if theoretic, theoretically is what you kept saying. Well, I just meant in terms of the podcast. Right. But we have, we'll have our own word of the day next week. I'll think of one. But um, anyways, uh, let's go back to Marin's point of everybody showing up and playing a game together. The last time that happened was Indiana, which, spoiler alert, Michigan State won that game. Uh, the only time Indiana's lost all year. Kamari McDaniel had 24, Eck had 18, Hageman had 15, and Tyre Parks had 18. That's literally happened like once this year outside of when they played Prairie View from the SWAC. So um, no disrespect against the SWAC, just, just calling it like it is. Um, so I think Michigan State in this one, I agree the consistency has to be there. And I just, I don't even know, just don't get down by 15. If you're going to make a fourth quarter comeback, don't let yourself get down by 15. And if you're going to implode late in the game, get up by more than 10, three minutes in. I think that's fair. Pretty solid advice. I think you should Pretty fair, because I'm not going to sit here and tell them go out and play four quarters because they haven't done that all year, so I can't expect them to do it now. (laughs) Um, But, all right, let's get into our predictions. Um, Michigan State at home, will they get it done on Super Bowl Sunday? Marin, let's start with you. I hate that you're starting with me. We Um, can start with Allie or Jay or me. No, it's fine. I'll start a minute now. Okay. Um... I'm going to say a win. I'm going to be positive today. And I'm going to say Michigan State gets it done on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to be positive too and they're going to they're going to win. Uh if if they could somehow stop McKenna Marissa, which they haven't proven to do with <laughs> other opponents. Uh if they could do that, they'll win. So, MSU gets the win somehow. I agree. They're getting the win. Yeah. No, they're not. They're gonna lose this game. Oh, you were the optimist. I'm, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I'd rather be wrong and they Matt win. Matt has been broken. I've been broken. I've been heartbroken too many times watching this team this year. I get so excited thinking this is the day. They're up ten nothing three minutes in. They can't miss. We're at a halftime. We're like this is possible. This is we that we have, like, are we are very is possible. Michigan State women's basketball back? No spoiler alert. But you were the um, one to first say that. I know, I just... and I was very wrong. That's why I've been broken. That's why I'm sitting here saying they're going to lose to a four and nine in conference Penn State team at home on the road. Oh, and seven on the road. Wow. But anyways, that's that. That's all we have for the day. Um, make sure to follow along on Sunday. We'll have somebody here. I think it's likely me. I think I've been nominated. We'll be live tweeting that one. No broadcast, unfortunately. Um, no further comment on that. Other than the fact that we're not broadcasting, which is out. I wish I had a buzzer. Uh, but tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, you can find Breslin Breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Impact89FM.org sports, or anywhere else you find your podcast. We will see you next week, hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday. Hopefully we don't get axed or delayed until Friday morning because as fun as this was, guys, we, are not, we, are, we are not Friday ten, at 10.30 in the morning, people. No. The coffee so, is like just now hitting me, so I feel great. like now I'm ready I'm to talk. starving. Well... We can all go get food and leave now after this. Uh, See you next week. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great rest of your day.